Welcome back to Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum. Hi, I'm Marcus Richardson. And I'm Nathan Hicken. And I'm Bill Sunderland. And I'm Danny Silla, Invaders. This may be the first time we've said our full names on a That's podcast. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, welcome to Aurelius Whitlock's Murder Museum, where we do actual play murder mysteries. And today we have the other two people who are doing this in this world. I'm sure there are <laughs> others. But no, I think, I think you say that, I'm pretty sure it's just us. <laughs> But yeah, Bill and Danny uh, are our guest detectives today, and we are so excited to have you guys here. This is nerve-wracking. I'm excited, <laughs> but oh boy. My nerves? Not racked at all. Well, I that's because think... you do fine in our recordings. When we record our episodes, I am the train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm pretty sure that 90% of our audience uh, are your audience, but just for those couple of people... Uh, out there, do you want to describe what you guys do over at Escape This Podcast and Solve This Murder? Uh, well, yeah, so we, we have two shows. We have Escape This Podcast, which is not murder mystery related. It's uh, uh, audio escape rooms. We have guests come on and play through escape rooms uh, and try and solve all the puzzles and get all the story and do all the weird little tasks and escape. That's been going now for... Almost seven years. Seven years, which is wild. Uh, and then uh, we have another show called Solve This Murder, which is... Uh, a, a similar structure to this. We have one one of us will uh, write a murder mystery. The other one takes on the role of detective and tries to solve the whole thing. Uh, and uh, we've been doing that for a while as well. Uh, and they're good fun. We had a little bit of a hiatus recently, but uh, it's back. No, it's not a hiatus. We have not had any sort of hiatus. It just takes us a really long time to do an episode. <laughs> that is also true. But it's... It's, it's, it's consistently it's slow. Cons- but now it'll be great. Now it's going to come out every week forever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, sometimes I feel like we kind of shot ourselves in the foot with what we chose to do for our podcast. Because, you know, like having a guest or just like shooting the breeze is a little more manageable when oh, you're right? writing something and then you're going through it and then you're like editing it to make people not sound stupid and we sound so <laughs> stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and when you're adding alas. music in, I, I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. So yes, I, I respect And then you listen well. to those other people who just have to edit out a couple of ums here and there and you feel a little bit resentful sometimes. Right. Oh, just yeah. a little bit. Right. You're like, I'm not saying that my podcast is better. I'm just saying it's harder <laughs> To, to make it's <laughs> harder. Same thing, same thing. Well, like I said, super excited to have you guys here. To get us all warmed up, we are going to start with a mini murder from a pretty old source. I think the oldest of this kind of variety, Minute Mysteries or Detectograms by H.A. Ripley from 1932. So It's pretty early. Yeah, so... Apparently, they've got the great. We're, we're at the Great War levels of old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. <laughs> exactly. Oh no. But you know, I've been reading through these, and they they read really well. Uh, even today, they seem solid. So uh, I have Beautiful. one here that I'll read to you guys. Uh, and Nathan doesn't know this one either, so feel free to uh, be on the team. I don't know if you're there, Watson, or if they're your Watson. You can, <laughs> 
duke it out. I think I'm we're the Watsons. Watsons. Yes. It's a trio we're of Watsons. Who'd be a oh, Holmes? That does not bode well. <laughs> Who would be a Holmes when you could be a Watson? I think I would rather watch three Watsons than a Sherlock without a Watson, you know? Oh, Watson Cube. Let's exactly. Go. Okay, here we go. This mystery is called Death Backstage. Solved it. There's a dead actor. He's backstage. God. Incredible. Sandbag dropped on his head. He said Macbeth too many times. <laughs> Believe it or not, no. Uh, all right. Let's, let's just, here we go. Claudia Mason, beautiful and popular young actress, was found lying across the chassis lounge. I think that means couch. In oh. her elaborately furnished dressing room. At a chaise lounge? Chaise lounge. That's what it is. I just yeah. don't know ah. fancy words that are French adjacent. Chassis lounge is in a mechanic's <laughs> office. She, she's on a couch uh, in her elaborately furnished dressing room, dead from a bullet wound in the temple. She had sold her jewels and, with a heroic gesture, partially paid her many debts. Near Claudia's right hand, Sergeant Reynolds picked up the revolver with which she had been killed, and after careful examination said, No fingerprints, of course. Gosh, Fordney, there's two rocks she didn't sell. He exclaimed, pointing to a large emerald on her left hand and a diamond on her right. Call Maria, her maid. I want to know who this fellow is, said the professor, nodding towards a man's photograph signed Juan. This was evidently addressed to him, he said, passing over a note which read, Dear Juan, I am so despondent. The money for my jewels was not nearly enough. Claudia. Not many of these dames kill themselves over debts, muttered Reynolds as he went to call Maria. The maid entered the room, sobbing and hysterical. Who is Juan? asked Professor Fordney. He's the leading man of our show. Wait, sir, I can do better than that. He's the leading man of our show, it said she was hysterical. Um, <laughs> why wasn't this note delivered to him? I forgot it. You found her? Yes. When I came to help her dress, she was like that. Is Swan in his dressing room now? I believe so. When Reynolds brought him into Claudia's room, he dropped to his knees beside the dead girl. My gosh, she's killed herself. No, she hasn't, young man. She was murdered, said the professor. Why was he sure it wasn't suicide? Okay. All right. Let's go over some evidence. (laughs) My first thought was... Oh... Well, uh, her diamond ring was on her right hand, which either means that uh, she is old-fashioned European or she is so adamantly left-handed that she swaps things around, (laughs) which means why would the gun be on her right? Obviously. Could be. Uh, You know, you do that. You're left-handed, Billy. Surely sometimes you do things the wrong way around just to prove a point. (laughs) Maybe, but not not rings. I'm left-handed too. And yeah, I just do everything wrong because I was born that way, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it did say the gun was wiped, which is hard to do if you're dead, but I don't think that's... That, that is a very clear thing. thing. If right? there are no fingerprints, was she wearing gloves or anything? She was dressed fancy. It does not say she was wearing uh, gloves. It didn't, no. did it? You can't oh, wipe and we can a... see her rings, so presumably not. Yeah, so you, you don't wipe a gun's <laughs> fingerprints Yeah, that's a good dead. point. Are we overthinking it? Is it going to be just as straightforward as no fingerprints, therefore murder? I think Duh. it might be. Um, there's also those little things of like, the gun wasn't there because he'd taken it. And when so when Juan arrived, he was like, oh my God, she's killed herself. It's like, how would he know? Unless 
you know, he set the whole thing up because looking at the scene, you just see a woman uh, who's been yeah. shot and no gun. But then again, I think anyone who's lying on a couch shot in the temple, you'd be like, they yeah, killed yeah. themselves. <laughs> um, she's on a say, chaise lounge. She killed herself. Chassis lounge. Get uh, it right. She's on a chassis lounge. <laughs> she dead. Uh, yeah, it may just be that. The fingerprints don't make any sense. You can't wipe fingerprints after death. It feels pretty straightforward. I, surely, surely. Yeah, surely, surely. I think I think you nailed it. According to a bunch of Watsons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is, are you locking in? Yes. Yeah, let's lock in sus fingerprints. Here's what it says. There were no fingerprints on the gun which killed Claudia Mason. She could not have shot herself in the temple and then wiped off the revolver. The murderer neglected to get her fingerprints on the gun. Boom. And... Something very cool about this book, every one of these answers also has a quote from a famous person that is vaguely Ooh. related. So, from Sophocles, a fool cannot be an actor, though an actor may play a fool's part. <laughs> Do you think that that was where the author started? They got these quotes and decided to build tiny mysteries. Ah, the right. an actor mystery. Because, quite frankly, the acting part was very unrelated yeah. to what happened here. Yeah. 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 They, they just found the quote and went, let's make one of these people an actor. You know? Oh, the rich girl with the diamonds. Turn her into an actor. An actor. An, an actor. Uh, I mean, if they're anything like me, then yes, they started with the, the little limericks, the little, little witty sayings, and uh, reverse engineered it. Uh, excellent job, great job. No overthinking it too much. It was a a pretty, a pr- pretty straightforward one thing to look for. So, uh, great job, guys. Woo. Uh, are do you feel all warmed up, ready for the main event? <sighs> I think so. It's Thirty degrees here. I've been warmed up for a while. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We're too Celsius. hot. Too Celsius. warm here. Yes. Uh, they can tell by or our accent. Very ironic Celsius. Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, we haven't really done guests solving a mystery on our podcast besides many murders so far. So, you know, bear with us as we go about this, but our plan is that Nathan is going to be the crime scene and I'm going to be the suspects. Oh, okay. All right. So we'll, we'll see how it shakes out, but uh, let's, let's start at yeah. the murder museum. All right. When you first heard of the Murder Museum, you knew you needed to make a trip. The two of you felt uniquely qualified to solve these murders. Of course, you didn't know exactly what to expect. When you arrive at the dark stone building buried deep in the twisting arms of the woods, the doors are already open, flooding the path of the golden light. And a grinning man stands in the middle of the doorway. Right this way, friends, right this way. He leads you past dozens of exhibits to a small cobblestone room with the cauldron, lit by an isolated spotlight. It's bubbling with the dark purple liquid, violet clouds of steam erupting from the top. You lean over, mesmerized by the swirling patterns, and your vision begins to swirl as well. When your eyes refocus, Danny, you're no longer standing over a cauldron, you're sipping a nice cup of tea. You sit down your cup on a floating coaster. You're both sitting at a truly massive desk, which you see has a double-length name placard gilded in gold. It reads, Phoenix and Lyra Dorado, Headmaster and Headmistress of the Paranel School of Alchemy, 1854 to present. The room looks like it belongs in a castle. Ornate tapestries, a large cauldron off to the side, gilded in gold. But your perusal of the room is interrupted as, just then, a hunched man dressed in a long brown trench coat comes bursting through the door. Master, mistress, the alchemist Prime is dead. (gasps) This is great news! (laughs) I'll be alchemist Prime! 
We've been waiting for this for years. Thank you, hunchback friend. <laughs> Finally, he cro- he cocks his head, like uh, is like is this ironic? He's like, I no. just follow me. Finally, my ambitions have come to fruition. There is no irony in this boy. Now get out of here. Well, Bill has already decided that they murdered uh, the Alchemist Prime, and uh, this is great news totally. for a short mystery. Uh, <laughs> well, the small man grabs you anyway so you can go gloat over uh, your colleague's body. So he, uh, he leads you down a series of hallways past classrooms and lecture halls. You notice that there's a uh, hump on his shoulder as he's, leading, as he's leading you along, a hump that's wriggling. A little furry face pokes out, and you realize it's a small ferret. But you're soon distracted as the man explains what happened. I smelled a rather putrid odor from the Prime's workshop, which is a common enough occurrence, but usually he airs out the room and gets his nasty smell wafting down the hallways. This time the door was locked. I used my master's key to get in, and, well, I know you're both immortal, but I doubt you've seen anything like this. The man unlocks a door at the end of the hallway, revealing a small room walled with cobblestones. It looks to be a laboratory of sorts, with cauldrons and such scattered around, but the man immediately drags you to the corner where you see a grotesque sight. A singed body lies in front of an upturned cauldron. Looks pretty foolish of him. Uh, I thought it best to let you look over things before we get the Bureau of Magical Misdemeanors involved. They're the type to kill first and reanimate your body to ask questions later. Yes, don't allow them on, onto the grounds of this school. Of course, of course. All right. Now, I have a question for you, Danny. Mm. We've walked into an alchemist's workshop where he clearly does experimentation and his body is singed to death in front of his corporate. Mm-hmm. I would not look at this. Did, when he arrived, did he say the alchemist prime is dead? Or did he say the alchemist prime has been murdered? He said it, he's dead. Okay, cool. Because I was like, that's a weird thing to suddenly be like, that's a murder. Because I would not think it's a murder. Okay, he's just dead. So I'm assuming he's murdered due to the museum in which we have arrived. One would naturally assume. But as of now, he just seems dead. Yep. All right. So we should probably figure out a little bit about, you know, how this happened. Yeah, we should have a look around the scene. Is there anything else that's about to happen that we're interrupting by talking right now, or should we start investigating the scene? No, besides uh, just the the hunched-over man says, uh, I, I saw the, the short delinquent assistant visit his workshop last night, and he unlocked the door himself. I've been getting after the professors for years to not copy their keys. Something like this was bound to happen, I tell you. I'd wager that the Alchemist Prime gave keys to the whole lot of his assistants, no doubt. And you, ferret boy, <laughs> why did you have a key? Uh, I'm the, the janitor and the groundskeeper and whatever other jobs you see fit to give the ferret boy, as you call me. Hey, I'm not the one with the ferret. You could lose the moniker easily. Just... Leave him in your room when you walk around, is all I'm saying. I could never leave Nathaniel. He scratches the ferret, uh, ferret on his shoulder. He says, and my name... I do okay. like it a lot better than the brief moment, which I thought he just had a wriggling hump. Oh, yeah. One, the ferret is better than the wriggling hump. That is better. He says, my name is Cygnus, as you well know, and I think I'll give you a moment alone with the body. I'll go fetch the assistants. I assume... You'll want right. to speak to them. Thank you, Swan Boy. 
Yeah, how, how, wait, wait, just just so that I know how to socially prepare, how many assistants will there be? There are three. Three assistants. Okay. That's manageable, thank you. Uh, I've decided to call him Swanboy now, because his name is Cygnus. Is that the swan? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I also don't know if he's a boy. I think he's like 52 years old. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. It's quite a boy voice. But then again, he said we were immortal, so I think everyone's a boy. <laughs> I think if you're under 280, you're a boy to me. So there are three assistants. All right, we'll be waiting for them. Um, let's take a look at this upturned cauldron, first of all. Are there any dregs in it? There are. There is a uh, minimal residue at the bottom. It's a little bit shiny. You also notice there's okay. a small uh, smattering of shattered glass nearby. Interesting. I sniff the residue. It smells uh, slightly acidic and smoky. Hmm. Okay, this seems fair enough. It all it all checks out so far. Uh, the shattered glass nearby, is it clear what it was shattered from? Is it like one vial, two vials? Uh, it's not a large amount, so small, whatever it was. Okay. Uh, and there's nothing uh, notable on that either. There's no, are there a similar residue on the glass at all? Uh, just some burn marks. Is, has it been shattered into small enough pieces that there is no hope of rebuilding whatever it was? It is not possible to uh, recreate what it was, alas. Cool. That's fair. Um, well, should we have a look at the body as well? Absolutely. What do you think you can get out of it? The body? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I haven't looked at it yet. Let's <laughs> no, find out. <laughs> All right. The body is uh, pushed up against the wall. Clothes are badly, badly singed. Heads lolling to the side. What uh, What exactly are you looking for? What exactly are you doing exactly. with the body? Okay. Well, so it's clothes are singed. I'm assuming like the skin, is, does it look like it has been terribly burned? Like the body itself. Uh, if I looked at it without further investigation, like that guy burned to death. It does not look like he caught on fire. It's just, it does not look, there's no gaping hole in his ah. chest. There's no intense burning but he's definitely quite singed okay but doesn't doesn't look like a body that was burnt to death yeah he's not he's not um, he's not rare but he's not well done he's like you know <laughs> in between <laughs> could that perhaps maybe be like an explosion rather than a prolonged fire oh potentially or it could have been that there was something else suspicious on and they just poured acid over him to get could rid of be. clues could be to which my question is look at this person I don't know I don't know how much I should know what he looks like normally. Oh, yeah. Is it one of those ones, classic murder mystery trope, where his face has been so singed, it's definitely, it uh, can't be seen, but it must be him. It's. Yeah, I think we need to look, f I think we need to have a photo of this guy so that we have something to compare We've to. We've met him before. Just check our memories. <laughs> well, you say photo. There are actually uh, photos along one of the walls um, of the Alchemist Prime. So Ooh, that you, helps. Does it look like him? Yes, you compare him to the four portraits, and it does. It does look like him. Again, his face isn't singed bad enough that you can't see. In fact, you can see his eyes are still open, so you can see. Yep that that looks like that looks like him. Yikes! Oh, ah. the classic uh, triple heterochromia. Mm. Oh yeah. As a, unmistakable. As an alchemist in a slightly fantasy world, uh, uh, have we perfected the art that some people thought was possible in the real world of being able to like? Get use the retina of a dead body to create a photograph of the last thing that they saw by analyzing their vitreous humors and whatnot. Right on. I sure like that, but uh, yeah, good. No. Yeah, can I magically solve the entire murder? Just can you? Can I cast that spell that just makes me know the the killer? 
Uh, and uh, I would like I would like to search because you said there's no obvious wound, no gaping mm-hmm. hole in the chest or anything. Oh, but you're gonna get in there and touch stuff. Can I get in there and touch stuff? Can wizard I? Wizard gloves. Wizard gloves. <laughs> I don't need wizard gloves. My hands have calloused over the thousand years of life that I've had. Can I? Can I like like dig under the clothes, look to see if there's any like hidden stab wounds or I've things like that? I've seen we were soldiers. If you try to pick up a burned body, your hand, your fingers are gonna go right through flesh. We're doing a murder investigation. I've got to do like no. at least a mini autopsy. I want to just look at if there's any wounds that are hidden by clothes. All right. Uh, so you kind of pat pat him down. Uh, you don't find any open wounds on his chest or anything, but you do find a pocket. Um, inside is just a small... No, I don't look inside. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, please. What's inside? <laughs> that's accomplished inside? enough. <laughs> that's that, in the pocket. That was a one-chance thing. I'm sorry, you missed it, so... Ah, <laughs> magic pockets. Uh, inside is a small uh, piece of foil. Foil? Like a little foil wrapper. I mean, a wrapper, but there's nothing wrapped inside? There's nothing in it. Okay. Now, I don't want to make this my thing, but can I smell it? <laughs> I'm sorry, two is all it takes to make something your thing. So Yeah, that's only the second time I've ever seen Ferret Boy with a ferret. Usually he doesn't have it. It's just today and once 42 years ago when he was a little baby. It only takes it takes two points to that's make it. a line, and you know the that's Ferret Boy, that that's nose line. <laughs> um, so you sniff it. It is hard to tell anything over the smell of the smoke and singed person. Right? Totally Makes... fair. My sense of smell doesn't have to be good. So yeah, feel free to just be <laughs> like, doesn't smell like anything. It probably can't really be. tell at this moment. Okay. Um, I'm adjusting my notes to say scentless foil. <laughs> scentless foil. <laughs> so, so far, we see an alchemist known to experiment at night, dead in front of an experiment. It looks like it went wrong, blew up in his face, and, and killed him. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily any hints of funny business so far. But I think we need to go into the uh, forensic pathology of alchemy. We've got to find out what was likely going on here, what was likely in his mm. cauldron. I wonder, does he have uh, any, like, if we look around the office, does he have notebooks or anything like that? Is he like, today I'm doing an experiment on a thing that could not explode? Like, well, can we have a look? Yes. So uh, I can ex- Describe what the room looks like right now, actually. So Yeah, please, give, give me a rundown. There is. There's quite a bit, so you might want to write some stuff down. <laughs> so, um, nearby, there is uh, a large, ornate desk. Um, looks very fancy. Um, there are two tables with cauldrons and ingredients and whatnot. There is a um, little side bench. Uh, there's a supplies cabinet, a bookshelf, and then the four portraits I mentioned. I've already drawn them. Uh, so desk, two tables, ahead. side bench, uh, supply cabinet. Was there anything else other than the a bookcase? A bookcase, yeah. Good, because okay, I've started drawing it. Bookshelf. What would you like to look at first? It's turned into an escape room. Well, I had the portraits drawn to my attention. I assume that we can uh, take a leisurely stroll past the portraits as we go towards the obviously very important desk. Or we could look at the portraits. Let's look at the desk. I, I want to look at the portraits and then the desk. Okay, what yeah. I want to do Let's look at the portraits. This is why you don't have Let's two Watsons. <laughs> I'm no Watson. <laughs> I'm home. Do you think the Do you think the ferret did it? The ferret did it. <laughs> so far, only two suspects. So, and yourselves, I suppose. So you go to the portraits. They're uh, fancy, moving portraits, um, and you see that it's all of the. All four of them are the professor, the prime. Uh, shaking hands with a 
some important figure. It looks like he's receiving an award. If you look at, there's placards below, and each one has a placard labeled with a the name of a research paper. So it looks like these are awards that he's won for certain research papers he's written. Mm. Oh, lovely. Good for Each him. frame is gold and has a large star in the center. Uh, when you say a star in the center of the frame, I'm assuming not over the p- picture. Uh, like no, just over the top. Over the top. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and you said they were moving portraits. Are they the kind of moving portraits where I could interrogate them about what they saw? <sighs> Alas, they're not that fancy. All right, lovely. They're more like a yeah. gif than yeah, a... All good, all good. Just making sure I'm not losing an opportunity where like, 10 hours <laughs> later you're like, why didn't you talk to the portraits? They saw what happened. That was the key the whole time. They've just yeah. been waiting to tell you. <laughs> do you. Do you think it matters, Danny, to us? Should we get a, a list of these um Let's awards? read one. Yeah, what, yeah what's, what are right. the awards? First one you read is Arsenine and Old Lace, Terminal <laughs> Poisons and Textiles by Prime Nicolo Bartleby. All right, now I feel like I do need to read the rest because that was fun. <laughs> Arsenine and Old Lace. Wait. Yep. Arsenine? Yeah. Okay. And Old Lace. Uh, textiles things. And his name's Nicholas Bartleby? Nikolai Bartleby? Nicholas Nickleby? Uh, Nicolo. Nicolo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, a Mighty Morph, Polyjuice and Its Properties, again by Prime Nicolo Bartleby. Great. And three? Ashes, Ashes, Modern Phoenix Ash Preparation Techniques by Prime Nicola Bartleby. Great. And the final one. With Great Power, Acromantula Venom and Performance by Prime Nicola Bartleby. All right. So these are the things that he is an expert in and yeah. would never have done wrong. Poison, performance-enhancing drugs, changing shape, and ashes. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Changing shape adds a lot of uh, interesting elements to a murder mystery. Like, oh, it's you know, we had we already had right. Swan Face. Oh boy, um, Swan Face being Ferret Boy for the people playing along at home. Um, keep up, keep up. Obviously, uh, we had Swan Face saying, "Oh, I saw this particular one of his assistants mm. arriving last night, but it may have been anybody with a key." Polyjuiced to look like that assistant. Yeah, that's a very scary thing cannot, to know as an we option. We can't trust any, unless we can learn more about what Polyjuice both like, you know, they look the same, but they always smell like beets. You're like, all right, did he smell like beets? Um, now who's the smell person? How did he <laughs> How did he figure that out, Nathan? Did you tell him? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, like very little yet. No, There's a lot of stuff to, to look at. We can let's look at the desk it. instead. Yeah, let's look at the big fancy desk. All right, we walk over to the big fancy desk. Um, there's a series of drawers, but on top of the desk, um, a couple of scattered things. Um, there is on one corner a small basket full of small gifts, you assume. Um, there's an apple, a frog statue, a little cauldron, um, a box of chocolates, some quills, um, a crystal goblet, um, and such. Apple, frog, cauldron, chocolate? Mm Mm-hmm. Tell me about this goblet. Uh, you pick up the goblet. There's a little thank you note on the bottom. It says, a little thank you for all that you do. Okay. okay. Are there similar thank you notes on any of the others? Someone carved it into uh, the yeah. flesh of the apple? <laughs> and attached to the little strings, uh, so the apple is not bad, but yeah. Okay. Uh, and was there other stuff on the desk other than these appreciative little tokens? Yes. Uh, there's also a small desk calendar. Oh, nice. Let's have a look at... I mean, what was supposed to be going on today or last night? So, uh, you look uh, at last night, 
and you see that uh, on the calendar is one event that says first exchange with Delphinus. You also, as you scan through, flip through the previous months uh, up to today, you notice that there has been an increased amount of appointments with a Lyserta Octans. So that was first exchange with Delphinus. Yeah. Do we? Yep. Do we know that name? Is that one of his assistants? You have not met any of the assistants yet. No. All right. Which, now that you guys are, uh, it, it's been a little bit, Cygnus walks back in and he says, I, I rounded up the lot of them. These are the late Alchemist Prime's three research assistants, uh, both students and hired by the school to be his assistants. Uh, I can have them wait outside or... No, no, no. Let's get this uh, part out of the way quickly. I turn to Danny and I nod. Yes, we should have them wait outside. Danny, not looking, looks up and says, let's get them all in. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's get them all in. <clears throat> what was the other thing on the calendar? The meetings are, with who? It, yeah, what was the person's name? I wrote down an attempt, but I'm sure I, at that person's name, but I'm sure I got it wrong. Lacerta Octans. Oh boy, I did not get even close. <laughs> I wrote down Larisha. Spelling doesn't matter, so. Laquanda. <laughs> okay. Let's size these assistants up. And size them up, you do. These are three individuals. They look to be in their early to late 20s. So uh, two young women and a young man. The first is a short woman with reddish brown hair pulled back in a tight bun. She's wearing a robe over a formal skirt and blouse. A bit of a sharp nose, chin turned high. All right. The second is a woman with purple hair olive skin, and dark bags under her eyes. She's holding a mug of what you assume is coffee with two hands. And the third is a delinquent? Uh, the third is short. He's in his 20s, probably, and he has messy black hair as if he just got out of bed. All right. I need to draw a messy guy. I draw a messy guy. That's how I learn about them. Uh, okay, we've got three people to talk to. Danny, who do you want to talk to first? Um, who seems uh, like they've got the least to say? We've got to get through this efficiently. The first one. Short woman, red hair? Yep. She's organized. She'll talk fast. Say, hey, short woman, red hair. What was your name? I've changed my voice to be more accommodating to you as assistants. Uh, yes, of course. My, my name is Lacey. Lacey? Arsenine and old Lacey? Uh, no, no, that's, that's not me. You've heard that before, <laughs> haven't you? My full name is Lacerta. Uh, if you prefer, you can call me that. Lacerta is uh, the person he had lots of lots of meetings with, so he's been meeting a lot with Lacerta. Uh, Lacerta, I know that lately you've been uh, meeting. In fact, can the other two assistants get out of this room for a second? Let's do this one at a time, unless there's some secrets they need to get out. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. She kind of gestures to the other two to leave, and uh, the, the one with purple hair kind of rolls her eyes, and both of them step out of the door. Uh, so I noticed lately you've been having uh, a lot of meetings with uh, Nicola. Can you tell me what all that was about? I mean, I am his first research assistant. Uh, been the longest assistant. Um, oh my gosh, he's really dead, huh? Nah. Wow. That's nah, a trick. Okay. Is anything oh, ever sorry. really certain around here? I suppose he was. He was a brilliant man. We were we were working on uh, my most recent study project. Uh, we were collaborators, and it was just something we were both very passionate about. So we uh, met more frequently recently. Lovely. What was it? What was the topic? 
oh, um, it was different parts of the body. Which ones are better ingredients in, in potions or in alchemy? The ones that, you know, require a, a strand of hair or a fingernail or stuff like that. We went through and we, you know, codified how good are each one of these for intended effects, etc. What was okay. the best? Oh, yeah. What is the best? I... It really is fascinating, but you should just read the paper. I I don't know if I could. Oh, do you have a copy of the paper? Um, she goes to one of the the two tables that you saw. Well, I didn't have it's... time to look at them. You came in here before I was done searching. <laughs> don't you give me that side eye, Lacerda? She <laughs> she's like, well, it's all the same. I don't know if I want you reading through my desk anyway. And she opens it up and she pulls out a, a paper. The desk you see is labeled Octans. It must be her work area. She pulls out a paper and what is it titled, Nathan? It's titled, the working title is Potent People Parts for Potions. <sighs> Potent People Parts for Potions. Okay, lovely. Right, spend uh, eight hours reading it. Well, my first thought was, I wonder if this is one of those guys, classic uh, uh, academic thing, where we're going to find out that one of these papers that his assistants are working on, he is publishing under his own name. And that he keeps stealing research projects from his students in a classic academic faux pas of bad ma- doctoral managers. Pretty believable. So I was hoping I'd find a copy of it that was written as like, this is by Niccolo Bartleby. Is his name and is her name on the uh, that copy? This one doesn't have a name on it. Okay. It's a draft. It looks like it's, yeah, it's a draft. Maybe we'll find one in his desk that is submitted under his name. Lacey, how long have you been working with Mr. Bartleby? About four years, uh, the the entire length of my education here at the Paranel School of Alchemy. And do you know what he has been working on? Or obviously, he there's been an accident here in the lab. Do you do you know what projects he was working on lately? <sighs> I mean, I I have a slight idea of what he was working on with the other research assistants. I believe that it was Polyjuice Potion for uh, Karina, and it must have been. Oh, yes. It was the Acromantula Venom with his nephew. Now, we know, Danny. Danny, we know that he's definitely gotten awards for research papers written about Polyjuice Potion and Acromantula Venom. Mm -hmm. Was it based on work that he was doing with these people? No. um... Is he a a historic idea thief? Look, it's entirely possible. And I think that we should go into this aggressively with that assumption. I think you're right. Um, all right, then let's do that. But in the meantime, Lacey, Lacey, tell me about these other assistants. What are your thoughts on them? Uh, which one? Karina or Delphinus? I think that you know that there's more to say about Delphinus. <sighs> yes. Yes, I do think so. She leans back against her table and you see that she actually has pulled out of her robe uh, a sandwich. And she just takes a bite of the sandwich casually. Is it in foil? Said, <gasps> sandwich foil? It, it's it's non-foil. It's wrapped in paper. And it, it looks like you might see some onions in it. Or is that sauerkraut? It's it's a little smelly. Okay. Um, she says, for Delphinus, she's like, Ugh, he's not a talented alchemist. I, I just have to say it. And I think he resented his uncle uh, because of his personal lack of talent. Was he a prankster at all? Is it like, would he be the sort who would, you know, throw something into a cauldron as a prank and then it would have deadly results? Oh, I would hope not. I would truly hope not. He's, st- he's still an adult. Yeah, yes. I mean, 
maybe he doesn't always act like it. He definitely doesn't act like he wants to be here, but, well, I, I don't know if Karina wants to be here either, if I'm being honest. Oh, really? Is, is Karina as lax an alchemist as Delphinus is? She has had a toxic attitude for a long time now. Um, I, I know that... <sighs> this is bad. I'm not sure I should say. Um, say. I, I know that Karina was yelling with the Prime yesterday night. I, I heard something about credit, something about stealing, as if Karina had something worth stealing. I, I can't think of what that would be. Oh, it was her work on the Polydrus potion that he has stolen and turned into a paper that he's submitted himself. Crafty. She just, letting you like, up, just letting you know, uh, I, would, I would take your research <laughs> and I would put your name on it really aggressively because he was planning to steal. <laughs> he, she, she stands up a little straighter and she says, Headmaster, I thought you knew the way that academia works. It's a privilege that we get to work with professors. Um, I feel like you have been brainwashed over four years of working with a credit thief uh, and that you should have more pride in yourself and the work that you do. She. Have you been here the longest out of the three of you? Is that why I you're have. first? Or she is has. it just because, you know, you rose past them? I've, I think it would be fair to say I did both. I'm the longest and I also have, there has never been another research assistant that has been as prolific as I have been as closely entwined with his personal projects, I am... <sighs> she, she seems exasperated. Well, how many, that's a good question. How many of his published papers did you do all the work for? She kind of folds her arms and she says, I don't know if I like your attitude. <laughs> hey, I don't care. I'm the boss. Bad Watson, good Watson. I'm the bad Watson. She says one or two. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. And you didn't, you didn't feel disgruntled that he was stealing all your credit? Because I will say, I've heard of those projects and I have no idea who you are. I had to ask your name when you walked into this room. Cold. That, that does seem to, that does seem to, to uh, prick something with her. She, that does seem to upset her a bit. Question. And she's like, yeah. Wait, let her respond to my jibe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I won't interrupt. I, I, don't, I don't have a good, oh, good. Uh, then ask the question. rebuttal. So interrupt me, please. Well, let's see if this makes you feel better or worse. Now that Prime Bartleby is out of the way, shall we say, do you lose your position as assistant or do you get super promoted? Again, I'm very surprised that you are headmaster and headmistress. I, oh, I we have I'm the so power sorry. to decide this, do we? Yeah, it's based I, on the quality of this interview. I just would assume that you would know more about the way this works, the system. Uh... No, there's no direct benefit. I, I am appalled that you think I would benefit from the loss of this great man's knowledge oh. lost to the world. Look, no, I wasn't like suggesting that you wanted this to happen. I just thought it might cheer you up. <laughs> there. She's like, well, like most situations in life, I, I'm sure I'll make the best of it. All right. Wonderful. Do you think there's anything else to get out of her? Uh, I think for now we've kind of got this idea of credit theft. Our we've got some opinions on the others. We've got a good idea about who she is. Mm -hmm. um, I think she can get out of here. Great. Don't leave town. Take your smelly sandwich with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, she has bad breath. Uh, she says, and uh, just to get information off of my chest, I do know that Delphinus met with the professor last night as well with Alchemist Prime. I don't know exactly 
what the two of them were working on besides something to do with Acromantula Venom. I, I don't know if that's something that you can ask him about. But Look, uh, we already knew that uh, yeah. they were meeting last night, so don't assume you know everything more than we do. We've worked here for 170 Lacey, years. we didn't need to ask you this. I've got in my notes that he was there last night. <laughs> I am going to step out into the hallway. <laughs> Good. Uh, send in um, whoever you can tolerate talking to more. Delphinus. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, she uh, sends in the young man with the messy black hair. He kind of has uh, his hands in his pockets. It really does look like he just woke up. And as you kind of see the light of the window, you think it actually is pretty early in the morning uh, after whatever happened here. Death. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Um, uh, we'll swap roles this time. I cross my arms. I tower over him and I say, so you're the Nepo hire. <laughs> yeah. So what? Wouldn't if if you had an uncle who was in the most prestigious position, wouldn't you expect a, a couple of favors? I Maybe wouldn't know. some. I am in the most prestigious position. All right, sir. <laughs> I I I, I don't want. I don't know what you want me to say to that. Nothing. I just like saying it. So how long have you been dragging your betters down around here? Sorry, am I being too harsh? Yeah, I don't this know is how real this harsh. Goes. I don't know how to be bad, Watson. <laughs> Hey, hey, don't I, listen to bad Watson over there. You piece of... No, no, hey, don't listen to... Don't, I, I put my hand on, on, on Danny's face. I say, get out of here. Uh, don't, don't, listen to, don't listen to bad Watson. I'm your friend in this situation. Just tell us, what were you doing here last night? I had a scheduled appointment with my uncle for the research project that we're working on. I'm sure that Cygnus said something. Look. I saw Cygnus in the hallway. He saw me walk into the room. He saw me unlock the door. He's like, oh my gosh, he has a key. That's so bad. All of us have keys. Cygnus is the only person in the school who cares about keys. Let me just get that out of yeah, the way. To be honest, a lot of like key shade from a guy who has a key to every door in the, in the building. Like, Right? I should have all the keys, but nobody else should have any keys. Uh, he can get over it. Yeah, I, I agree. You were here last night working on your latest project. Uh, what is your current project? What does it involve? Uh, it it involves uh, acromantula venom and gold. I know. <laughs> and oh, okay, gold. okay. Well, I don't know why you asked me if you already. I knew. want the details, not the ingredients. A bit simplistic, don't you think? <laughs> um, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, let me just say the meeting was was short. I, I was here maybe less than fifteen minutes. It was more of a check in than a workshop. Uh, he was really normal. He just asked how it was going and sent me on my way. It's the most insane thing I've ever heard someone say. He was really normal. Get out of here. What was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was extremely normal. And what do I do? I need to prove to you that I that I'm a research assistant. Why are you asking? No, no, about I know what you're a research is? assistant. Uh, so, what's your interest in acromantula venom and gold? Like, what sort of career aspirations do you have with this sort of alchemy? He starts scratching the back of his head and says, um, Acrobatula Venom and Gold have many interesting and unintended, unexpected uh, effects on each other, including but not limited to effects that would be interesting and surprising. Um, it's, it's, uh, He's using Quill GPT. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, keeps talking until he feels like you guys are satisfied yeah, and great. it all sounds like it sounds like he doesn't know what he's talking about. Oh. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I'm intrigued, Danny, by the fact that this meeting was labelled in the in the calendar as 
first exchange. Mm. That could be an exchange of ideas, but maybe there was an actual exchange of things. Do you want to ask me about like the specifics of that wording? Sure. I grab him by the shirt and I say, what did you exchange? <laughs> Bad Watson, yeah. again. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, hey. L- literally nothing. He didn't even mention the exchange. Like, shoot. I, I, I showed up and he, truly, he just asked me about my research project and then I left. There was no exchange. And what was he doing at the time? Was he conducting his own experiment? How, what, what was, was he doing anything? Was the cauldron bubbling in the corner? Think back! Actually, I, I am, and yes. Like, he, he was sitting behind the desk. There was a bubbling cauldron. Yeah, he, he was just sitting behind the desk, bubbling cauldron. And, and at the end of our appointment, he said that he might stay up late working on his own experiments. Do you know at all what those experiments would be? I don't. Um, honestly, I thought it was a little strange because I assumed that he had us do all of his <laughs> experimentating. True, true. Do you have a desk in here? Yeah, he nods over to the little side table, the small one. How long have you been doing this? Couple months. Oh, wow. Super new. One only last question that I have. I don't even know how to do it. I want to make some sort of connection between he's working with gold and there was a shiny residue in a cauldron. Oh, you think that's shiny like gold shiny? There are many kinds of shiny. I don't want to rule any out. Can we... Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk back to the crime scene now, please. Uh, if, yes. we, if we think... If we... With an understanding that gold was involved in one of his experiments, does it look at all like we could identify that shiny residue as being gold? As having gold as an element of it? It's a, certainly a possibility. You're not certain. Okay. There could be a way later to figure yeah, out. Yeah, we should probably. Certain we're energy. alchemists. We can probably do some tests to figure out what it is, but we'll find out. All right. Um, I don't think I have any other questions for Delph, unless we could ask him what he thinks about the others. But I don't. I think it's worth it. All right. What do you. Delphinus, Delphinus, look back at me, the good Watson. Yes, yeah. What do you think about the other two assistants that you work with? Hmm. You want me to be honest, or do you want me to be nice? Oh, yeah. In the middle of my uh, murder investigation, I, I would hate any honesty. That'd be crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's my job. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'd love, I'd love some honesty. That'd be... Thank you so much for checking, but please, be honest. You should make a new podcast called Two Bad Watsons. <laughs> <laughs> the gritty solve this murder. Solve this murder after dark. Okay. Um, uh, you asked about Lacey? Lacey. Uh, honestly, she scares me a little bit. Uh, she's pretty intense. Uh, the the private her have been twittering about the lab more frequently recently, and it makes it difficult for me to run my own experiments. Cool, no great loss. Uh, and <laughs> what about K- K- Karina? Uh, Karina, she doesn't even want to be here, even less than I do. She's always whining about the school of alchemy and. As if she didn't choose to be here. But you don't know why she is here? I I just think that she whines a lot for, for someone who wants to, to stay in the alchemy profession. Well, that is true. I mean, look, we do abduct one-eighth of our students unwillingly from their parents. Uh, so she maybe she's in that portion of the student body. I know that. I knew that. He sweats a little. I, I, I knew that that was protocol. Yeah, true. And do you know that uh, we also occasionally just execute one-eighth of our students when they <laughs> rub us the wrong way? Sorry, wait, bad Watsons, bad Watsons. Hold on. 
You're cool. R- Don't worry. Right on. You. Right on. I do that. What time was... Cool, 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 cool. What time was your meeting last night? It was around... But please uh, give me a cool fantasy time, not a real world time. Okay, sure. It was nine o'clock post Malone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some PM. It's PM. I don't know what. No, no, yeah, post Malone. That's fine. Oh, 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 oh. I, I can say. I can say. Like it was. It was a quarter to the fairy time, the witching hour of the night. There you I go. Don't know. But no, now we're stuck on post Malone time. Um, <laughs> which is fine because we can talk to Karina. Because uh, baby, she's a wreck. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. Boo. That's my only. Nice. That's my only. That's, Post Malone that's the oh, only lyric head. he knows from a Post Malone song. Post Malone song. Clearly better than me. All right, yeah. No, I've literally only seen Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. That's it. That's my entire Post Malone exposure. Uh, yeah. Do we have anything else that we want to talk to Delphinus about? Are we on to Karina? I do have a little a one-line gap in my notes where I could fit one other piece of information. Oh, me too. Um, but I have nothing to ask Delphinus. Let's not waste. All right, let's not fine. waste our own we'll, time. We'll get back to him. Karina, Karina. The uh, <laughs> the boy walks out, and the girl with purple hair walks in. Um, she's still holding her cup of coffee, and she shrugs as she looks at the two of you. That's what I meant to ask. Oh no! What did you mean to, uh, mean to ask? Wait, Karina, hold that, hold that. What were you gonna ask Delphinus? Are you hungry? Well, you're going to ask Delphinus if he's hungry? Yeah. All right, Karina, get out of here. We have an important question for Delphinus. Come back, Delphinus. You're probably hungry, right? Need breakfast? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Do you have something? You probably shouldn't eat while you're in here. It's a lab, for God's sake. All right. Go, go, go. That's it. That's all I wanted. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm just as confused as you are. <laughs> I no. Th- this is like the moment where Poirot says the thing yeah. that no one knows why, but he's cracked the case. And of course, it could never have been Delphinus, except he was hungry. <gasps> what? Da-da-da. Do you remember when I asked him if he was hungry? I thought you were an old fool. Yeah, this is either one of those chapters that uh, you can glaze over completely by the end and never look back at it, or it is the key moment. This is it. All the all we'll the smart people are like oh, I knew it as soon as he asked if he was hungry. I got it. Um, but anyway, now Karina has come Karina, back. Karina, come back. Purple hair, unenthusiastic, coffee in hand. That's what I got, right? Yep, correct. Lovely. To a T. How you doing? This must be stressful for you. Yeah, I mean, it's the first time that I've had a professor die. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do about that. Nothing. It's not your responsibility. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, Karina. Lately, you did, uh, it looks like Delphinus and Lacey have been meeting with, with uh, the professor a lot. Uh, when was you're the last time so you met much. with him? Yeah, you're not, you don't seem to be on his calendar. Um, I mean, we meet irregularly. I don't know if you would calendar me in, but I, I definitely have been continuing to work with him. Lovely, lovely. Even after he stole all your ideas and published them in, as his own work. Her face kind of droops and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Look, he's dead, so you're allowed to know what we're talking about. Clearly, he stole your research, right? We we both, we know, we know what's going on here. It's just the way it is here. We're his assistants, and we're lucky to have worked with him. Mm. Why? Why did you come to work with him? I 
thought this is what I wanted to do with my life. And I'm being proved wrong every day. It's okay. It's fine. How long have you been here? I've been here about two years. Ugh, that's a long time to be unhappy with it. You're telling me. I have not stuck with a job or university course for that long while disliking it. Well, you probably have the luxury to move on and do something different. It's not that simple. Why don't you have that luxury? Get out of here. Okay. Go, a, go open she up walks out of the room. Restaurant. <laughs> All right, well, she's gone. <laughs> you want to get her back? No, that was easy. Yeah. We just fixed her life. Yeah, she's fine. Um, Inspiration, yeah. Let's go back to looking around the room. Yeah, we'll get back to it later. Uh, <laughs> we can, we can, we'll get as much from her desk as we will from her as a person. Exactly. Let's go check out her desk. Okay. <clears throat> so there are two tables. Um, one labeled Octans, one labeled Volans. Which one are you going to look at? I guess Volans. Volans. Okay. Uh, there is a cauldron on the desk taking up most of the room. There is also a scattering of jars... Um, containing various ingredients. You can check those out if you want. And then there is a uh, drawer that you can open. Does this cauldron have any residue in it? Or smells? Uh, it looks like it's been cleaned out. So That's responsible. Not that you can tell. Start uh, prying through drawers? Uh, the drawers or the drawers? <laughs> the drawer. Drawer, okay. <laughs> cool. Um, you find just various notes on um, polyjuice potion and its effects. Um, most of them refer to a paper um, that says that is the same title as the one in the portrait. Yeah, lovely. Uh, do we have access to that paper? They reference it, but do they? Is there any part of it that's like when polyjuice potion has been used, it leaves a acidic, smoky, shiny residue? You would assume that that is in the paper somewhere. Uh, you glance around. At the Bookshelf, you can see scatterings of papers in there. There's a good chance. Okay, we'll look at those there could papers be later. Account. We might have an understanding of what's going on. Lovely. And the jars themselves, what engagements are yes. there? Yes. Uh, there are three ingredients. One is labeled adder's tongue. One is labeled boom slang. And the third is labeled doppelflies. And they all have, they're all partially full. So I have to, I have to assume that the main ingredient of a polyjuice potion is the doppelfly. <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, that's a fun little desk. Do you want to just keep gathering information and head off to Lacey's desk as well? I mean, we already learned what we needed to about Lacey's desk, didn't we? We found her paper. But yeah, it's fair enough. Just in we case there's anything much. else there, you know. We should Absolutely. have a look at the desk. We'll go through all of their desks one by one. Awesome. Okay, so you go over to Lacey's desk. Uh, there's the little placard that says Octans. Um, there, instead of a there's a cauldron there, but there's also a strange-looking device that kind of looks a little bit, little bit like a centrifuge. Um, there's a small pamphlet next to it that reads the following. The alchemist's distiller is an important tool in discerning the particular components of any alchemical compound. Simply pour the mixture or co- compound into the funnel. Exciting. Should we use that ourselves right now to distill out the residue? To figure out that residue? That seems fair enough. Can we, can we do that? Can we inve- investigate yeah. the residue and distill it to its different parts that is totally reasonable uh you gather a bit of the uh residue at the bottom of the tipped over cauldron put it in the distiller it starts whirring around really fast and then through a small slit a piece of parchment comes out and says components Woo-hoo. acromantula venom gold 
and phoenix ash. Hmm. Ooh, dear. Now, hold on. Acromantial venom and gold is what Delphinius, Delphinus was working on. Yep. But ash was part of, was, was one of his other... Um, That's another one that he has it's been another known thing, to work yeah. with. So we could read the ash paper as well. Like, this turns poison into bombs. I mean, it could be very burny, explodey for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might turn poison into bombs, so Seems we should look believable. into it. So my thought would be that he was on his way to stealing Delphinius's work. Yeah, that looks like, right? But he had a meeting with him. He comes in and he's like, what I figured out is if you take like a little bit of, ash, of, of, of gold and a little bit of venom, you get golden venom. And he's like, a wonderful idea. I'll try it myself. <laughs> and he tried that. But someone had... Ash laced like, him. Yeah, some kind of trap in the ash that turns poison into bombs. And he blew himself up. Intriguing. We gotta learn more about how alchemy works to know how plausible anything we is. Do. There was other stuff on the desk, wasn't there? Other like I didn't keep track of any because I thought the distiller was the most important. But what else was there? Uh, there's also a uh, drawer. Oh, shall we open it? Yep. I open yep. it. So drawer has uh, some small burn marks. There's also the parchment with the current experiment. So the working title: potent people parts for potions. Mm-hmm. Um, you can skim through that if you really like. There's also a peacock feather quill. It seems like Lacey has a liking towards those. There's the quill, and there was her paper about potent, potent potables. Uh, does it mention anything like stick a toe in it and it blows up? You do up? actually find a mention of a toe. So, oh, okay. Near the end <laughs> uh, of the paper uh, of the notes, it mentions um, it starts listing body parts by potency. Um, so. Low potency, ear, fingernail, mid potency, hair, tongue. Um, high potency is the big toe, funnily enough. Can we search the body yeah, and see if he, he has his big, to, toes? his big toes? Does he have his big toes? How many people do we have to search? <laughs> does he have his ear? Works? Does he have his tongue? Uh, which foot are you checking? Okay. There his are two of us, foot. one of each. <laughs> and based on the results <laughs> of, of the left foot, let's see who's right. lucky. I take the, hold on, Your... left, you take the right. Yeah, simultaneously. You shouldn't have given us the capacity to be two people. You pull them off, they're both missing a big toe. What? Oh, okay. Totency is at 100%. (laughs) Totency? Did you say that? A message from the curator. This dynamic duo draws correct conclusions. But will they see through this exhibit's illusions? Smoky and acrid, the place smells of death. They must follow the clues till the last living breath.